Listener Production. Stand by for 20 minutes free from news, weather, work and anything related to responsible adulting. Just enough. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. It's 1930. Ruth Wakefield, the owner of the Massachusetts Toll House Inn, plans to make a tray of cookies. She runs out of the easily melting baker's chocolate that she usually uses throughout the cookies. She decides to crumble a chocolate bar into the cookies, not realising that that chocolate wouldn't entirely melt, (gasps) thus inventing the chocolate chip cookie. Wow. Wow. Okay. So on that day in 1930... Ruth did not think she was being a part of history. Mm. And I feel like last night, Wednesday the 25th of May at the Bells Hotel is another one of those moments, Alex Dyson. It it really was. Thank you to everyone came down. Uh, You were not going to be hearing the fairy schnitz odyssey uh, if you were unable to make it uh, today on today's show because I tell you what, Matt, things went well into the evening. And so we're allowing uh, Link, our audio editor, a, a special day Let's in order to package it up properly. There were more than a few crumbs <laughs> <laughs> lying around the place by the end. That's it. So, uh, well, you're going to be hearing a very special Fairy Schnitt episode tomorrow. But we doesn't mean we have a massive show today. We're going to be absolutely blowing your mind later on with an incredible fact. And to kick things off... Talk about a rough day at work. Uh, We're crossing to the UK for some uh, interesting news, which is up next in a moment. You good to go, Matt? It's 1905. An 11-year-old boy named Frank Epperson is mixing water and sweet soda powder with a stick. It's so cold outside he gets distracted and leaves it there, thus inventing the ice block. (laughs) (laughs) This is All Day Breakfast. Hope you're well. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. All right, Matt O'Kine, uh, if you were just asked to write a sentence off at the top of your head, like what would you write? Would it be like the quick brown fox jumped oh, over the lazy dog? Oh, I was about or that one, yeah. I, what I, would I, be your go-to? Um, the door was open but never closed. What do you mean? I just that just came to the top of my head. I mean, I'm not a poet. I, that's, I, just, I thought you were saying a thing like uh, Hemingway's like shortest story of all time. No, no, no. This is um, this. Although on that, I remember Adam Leal made made a very funny tweet because the saddest story of all time is supposed to be for sale <laughs> baby shoes never worn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Adam Leal, the you know TV chef, um, just made a very good point. You know, baby shoes very rarely get worn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tough to get them on. Well, I mean, yeah, like, and then you realize that your baby doesn't walk, so they yep. don't really need the shoes at all, and mm. they're just annoying to carry around with you. So, quite often, you'll have baby shoes that never get worn, and yeah, you can sell them. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace happens all the time. So, it's not actually that sad. It's quite yeah. profitable. Well, um, one particular person was asked to write just a sentence recently to uh, test it out, and the sentence they chose was Manchester United are rubbish. <laughs> Probably was, Matt, that. Because you haven't seen the story, they were training to be in charge of the BBC news ticker that scrolls along at the bottom oh. of the screen. So people were watching the BBC news the other wait, day. Wait, 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 wait! They're 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 
the thing went live. Yeah, it went out for real on BBC News just down the bottom alongside all the, you know, Ukraine does, the, you know, government does this, Australian elections go to that, Manchester United are rubbish. <laughs> Across it goes. Oh, no. And so the BBC were forced to apologise. A little earlier, some of you may have noticed something pretty unusual on the ticker that runs along the bottom of the screen with news. Um, let me just explain what was happening. Behind the scenes, someone was training to learn how to to use the ticker and to put text on the ticker so they were just writing random things, not in, in earnest. And... Um, that comment appeared. So apologies if you saw that. Yeah, this makes so much sense because I saw a tweet on so- by someone from Catherine Murphy Sport, at Kath Murphy Sport, an Irish-based uh, sports journalist and presenter based in Melbourne. Uh, you might have seen Catherine on uh, ABC Melbourne. She said, apologies to Breakfast News fans, uh, viewers who have Manchester United fans. You're right, Manchester Manchester United are rubbish, is wrong, and should not have appeared on the BBC Sport ticker. Uh, Manchester United is rubbish, is both grammatically and factually correct. <laughs> so she okay, cleared that so up. Thank you, they, Kath. Yeah. That's what they should be apologising <laughs> for there. But, um, I mean, we've had a few of your career enders over the time. Matt, anything outside of the acting world? Uh, no, oh, well, no. Although my sister, when she was, uh, I don't know if I should dob her in, but I remember she, her coming home very upset because when she was training to work at the local Hoyt Cinema, mm. um, she flooded the kitchen uh, of the of the thingy. She left the plug in, then left the tap on, and it all just flooded oh. over the edges and everything like that. So that was a little bit of a almost career ender for her. Well, luckily, Kevin Costner's Waterworld was playing, and people <laughs> thought it was just part of the. Uh, <laughs> The, the Whoa, cinematic this immersive experience. experience. Whoa, it's 4D, man. <laughs> um, I remember I got entrusted in year six. They used to look at the uh, older kids at school to be the bell monitor. Uh, yeah. Um, so you go and ring the bell at the end of lunchtime. But I remember playing ball tiggy at one time. And because, you know, ball tiggy ends, whoever's it when the bell goes, um, it's it till the next day. Like you do not want to be left <laughs> with that chalice overnight. It was awful. So I'm like, oh, watching, looking at my clock, it's like, oh my God, it's almost there. It's almost half past, almost half past. Ran in, ring the bell. I did a half an hour early. Um, oh, no. So the announcement goes over. Oh, sorry, everyone, that was a false alarm. Some teacher jumps on it. It's like, uh, it was incorrect. Please continue. And I'm like, just go so red. I just remember being so embarrassed. Everyone would have been like, this nerd wants to yeah. get back to class early. Who is this guy? Oh, oh the bell went. Yeah, it was one of the more mortifying <laughs> moments growing up. But anyway, sending condolences to both the uh, offending trainee and uh, the entirety of the Manchester United fan brace, whose team is now officially rubbish. Yes, it's time for the segment in which your brain becomes a small tube of detergent with a small plastic stick in it and a circle um, and held up at a children's birthday party because it is time for Mind Blown. Mind Blown. Matt O'Kine does the deed by uh, bringing in a very interesting fact he's read, read through the week. Matt, what have you been looking at this week? Yeah, well, look, I'm uh, good friends with uh, the girls at the Wine Chats podcast, okay, and uh, and they posted something on their Instagram that said uh, that rosé was the very first type of wine, okay, invented. Wine started with rosé. Yeah, apparently. So I did a bit of Googling, according to food52.com, Bron's looking at me like, nah, that doesn't sound real. But because isn't rosé a blend of red... 
Am I am I dumb for this? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay, here's here here is the thing. So this is what I I, I did some investigating. Yep. Okay, all right. You've heard a lot about skin contact white wines at the moment, right? So it's all very sort of. I guess so. <laughs> have you? Have you not you, really. No. <laughs> It's all it's all the rage at the moment. It's about five years old. This trend now, okay. But what you're looking at there is red is white wine made in a red wine style. So mm. let's see. So, so the the juice sits on the skins and it adopts the color of the skins while it sits on the skins. Okay. Uh-huh. So white wine is usually they squash the juice out straight away and then they remove the skin. So you've just got juice now. All grape juice is clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. So. If you get a red grape and you squash the juice out of it, it'll still be clear immediately. It, it gets so you could have a red wine flavor without the color of red wine. Well, so this is this is the thing. Okay, this wasn't even going to be the mind blown, but now I'm, I feel like I need to take you all to school on this one. Okay, white wine is mm. juice pressed, skins removed immediately, yep. and then the juice is fermented. Mm-hmm. All grape juice is clear, so it doesn't make a difference. Red wine is wine that has red grapes that have been pressed and then the skin is left on the bottom uh. mm-hmm. of the vat and they, the juice adopts the colour of the skin, right? right? So that's why. So what's a wine. seltzer? I still don't know. <laughs> something to do with a white claw or something, crabs. Anyway, a rosé is a white wine style wine made with red grapes. So it still adopts a little bit of the colour, but not really completely. But it still cops a little bit of the colour from the skin. But essentially the skins are removed quickly. Skin contact whites are a white wine (laughs) made in a red wine style. So the skins are kept on. Anyway, look. The the fact this is about the part the rose, of the wine tour, I just have my head down and <laughs> yeah. drink up. Okay? You're, just, you're just doing the whole thing where you're like, oh, yeah, let's try the, uh, I wouldn't mind trying that one. Yeah, sure. Me okay. and Kyron Wheatley did go to a rosé tasting day one time. You like pay 20 bucks and you can go in and taste all the uh, oh, yeah. all the rosés well, they had to offer. We went to a couple. We, uh, Belle and I had a phase of going to them pre-kid um, and uh, one was Pinot Palooza. And the other was Game of Rones. Now they're all from the Rhone Valley, and they're all like really hectic. And I got to tell you, by the end of the day, yeah, it uh, we were it was heavy. I know. I could see like I was like turning my nose up at people. Like, are you using the spit spit bucket? You're like, (laughs) losers. (laughs) Absolutely not. I was the loser that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit later on that day, you needed the spit bucket, and it was nowhere to be seen. Um, oh well, look, that is the fact. Then uh, what? the other what? The, well, what's the fact? Well, that wrote, well, actually, the fact is that that wines in the sixth century BC, according to food52.com, uh, the Phocians, the Phocians, Phocians brought grape vines to Marseilla in southern France or modern day Marseille. Uh, the wines they produced were blends of white and red grapes. So it did have a pinkish uh, colour to it. So that's why I'm like, mm, is it technically a rosé then if it's not? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe you got to correct me on this oh one. God. But, hey, no, no, here's the other fact. No, my other fact, my other fact was going to be about Maroon 5. You know that You know that wedding? The band. You know the <laughs> wedding video clip and they surprised the people at the wedding? Yeah. No. Yeah, and I was like, that's so obviously faked. But then I Googled it, and apparently two of the weddings were real weddings that um that they did actually surprise the the, the couple with. But what's that got to do with wines? How did we start there? Oh, nothing. It's got nothing to do. I just completely deviated. 
All right. Well, luckily, this segment also has a has input from you, the listener. So if you'd like to send us a mind blowing fact, matt.and.alex on Instagram or mattandalex.com.au. Um, this week's mind blowing fact is from Blaze. Hi, Matt and Alex. My name is Blaze. I'm from Perth, and I have a mind blowing fact that maybe isn't that mind blowing. Maybe I'm the only one that didn't know. But do you know when you heat up taco shells? and you put them in the oven and they come with that little wedge in the packet. I've always thrown that out. But for the first time, I read the packet and it turns out you're actually supposed to keep that heat-proof wedge in the tacos and heat them all up as a stack in the oven at the same time, not split them out willy-nilly all over a tray. And I have spent 28 years of my life not knowing that fact. My mind was blown. I hope it blows your dome too. Mind. What? Did you not know this? So you just take the plastic from outside the hot, the um, hard tacos yeah. and put them all just in the oven yeah, at that's once. Why they, mm. So they can keep their shape. Otherwise, they all fold into each other. It's really difficult to I get. I do what Blaze does. I take them on a tray and take <laughs> no! them all out and stick them upside down and do that. And sometimes they get a little bit closer. So you just got to stuff exactly, the stuff. Exactly. That's the problem. And then when you try to stuff <laughs> the stuffing in, it cracks the whole thing. So and the then cardboard's they break open. heatproof. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Because I've seen people who like, you know, the um, the... The grates in the oven, they like hang them over like some, you know, spaghetti or something like that over the metal things in the oven. They get the hard tacos and just hang them off there. Oh, yeah, okay. That's an interesting uh, way to do it as well. And I've seen people who put the filling in with the cheese and put them in all together and so the cheese melts and everything heats up at once. Oh, no, I don't like that. I like to serve my own, you know. Although I always always have eyes bigger than my taco. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? You always you, you always end up stuff spilling everywhere. Too yeah, big. very true. Well, Blaze, you blew my mind with that one. So thank you very much for setting that in. I'm going to have to try it next time on Taco Tuesdays. Um, until then, on with the show. Fit check. All day breakfast. So I was lucky enough to head along to um, Channel 10 Studios earlier this week. What were you doing at Channel 10 Studios? I was on the uh, great show, actually, The Cheap Seats with Melanie Bracewell hey! and Tim McDonald. They've never asked me. Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> All you need to do is run for parliament for six months and then maybe you'll get the invite. <laughs> uh, uh, that's <laughs> how you did it. Fair call. But um, it was very, very nice. But when I got there, obviously, COVID's still going around. TV station's taking it very seriously. I had to go into this little side room. Mm. And uh, it was like a little dressing room kind of thing, I guess, and take a little rapid test just to make sure I was all good to go before um, going and mixing with the big wigs. Mm. So I went in there and as I, as I was in there, there was this little bookshelf and I, there was this wrapping paper. I'm like, that looks so familiar from a distance. And I walked up and I'm like, I've seen this wrapping paper before. <laughs> in fact, I've received a present <laughs> with this wrapping paper before, but opened it and uh, read the contents. The wrapping paper... Had a uh, cat, picture of a cat on the front, sort of dotted around, and a picture of a human being on the front with the cat, that human being being your friend and mine, Sam Mack from Sunrise. And so he's made his own wrapping paper and he's wrapped up what in it? I'm guessing it's his book, book. Accidental Weatherman. Great read. I've I've had given it a read. Well worth your attention. However, Channel 10 would know that. (laughs) Exactly right. Now, I'm not sure who was gifted the incredible book, Accidental Weatherman, by Sam Mack, but it obviously had not left the paper (laughs) in which it was given, which is a bit of a. It's a bit of a shame. Like, I'm not sure if Sam's people or his publishers should have done, like, a, just a generic wrapping paper. And so 
people would go, oh, I wonder what's in here. And then at least <laughs> then open, open it. it. But, but because Sam Mack's face on the front, they go, oh, I know what this is. It didn't even... <laughs> Get opened, but are you are you someone who gets a present? It doesn't open it, or well, I mean, you know what it's like, especially with books and stuff and like DVDs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I had to walk past the ABC shop after working, you know, after doing a breakfast show every morning. <laughs> yeah, straight past the ABC shop where my DVD was on special <laughs> for two dollars, <laughs> and people keep sending you photos of it, like, "Oh, hey, check it out! Saw your DVD." It's like it's not supposed to be that cheap, mate. Don't send me that picture. Reduced. <laughs> It is that one where it's when, it, when you're selling it for two dollars, it's it's minimizing damage, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's like, not you're not profiting off the sale. We are literally, yeah, we we're just trying to get something back from this garbage. Yeah, you're getting the two dollars, and you're getting free space on but the shelves. I've got a question for you because I got you know as part of hosting Eurovision, you're not allowed to get paid money. Okay, yes. so so obviously they don't want any bribery happening. But I mean, if I say only, hosting or judging, I meant judging, right? I yeah, judging. that's right. If only. <laughs> Australian parliamentarians had as robust a rules <laughs> as this Eurovision judging panel. So, so anyways, after receiving my $5 million donations from various European countries, I stepped inside the booths. No, I, um, I, so that you don't get paid, but afterwards they give you a gift pack. Nice. And it is, it's super nice. You're like, oh, this Delightful. is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, you know, we want to make sure that it's things that you're probably going to use or you mm-hmm. need, et cetera. So there was, some, there was some really cool stuff in there. But there was also some stuff that nah, I didn't need. Sure. And I don't want, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I was like to Belle, well, Christmas presents. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll just pop them aside yeah, of course. and give these to Christmas presents. And Belle was like, they literally have SBS food written on them. <laughs> you can't give these to people. They will know you just got them from SBS food. And I'm like, but that might add to the excitement of it, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I yeah, mean, well, it's a, it's a money can't buy sort of <laughs> present, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, does that increase or decrease the value? That's so a very good question. So, if you want question. an avocado keeper, you know, mm. a half avocado, mm-hmm. you know, do an SVS food one, you can't just get that off eBay. You got to get you got to get it behind the scenes. So, what do you think? Is that right or wrong, Bron? What do you think? Um. The fact that I would like an avocado keeper is probably, like, <laughs> clouding my judgment. Well, guess what? You just got <laughs> one! Hey! No brown bits for you <laughs> on the avo, uh, which is very nice. Um, I opened one recently and I'm like, oh, damn it, it's Tom Tilly's book. Um, oh, <laughs> Speaking in tongues. Uh, hey, didn't, I started didn't have that. his face on the front. I started that. I was watching, uh, I was, I was, it's on my bedside table, getting Ooh. stuck in. How's it going so far? I literally just started it, first page. Oh. <laughs> getting stuck in. <laughs> getting a little tiny bit stuck in, yes. I literally opened the first page, I read it, and I was like, and I am tired. <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, of course. But no, honestly, very much looking I'm forward really to reading excited. Tom, no, it Tom's was book it, as well. Straight out of the gates. Very good. Very good start. So no, I, I love that man and I can't wait to read his story. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, look, that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. And don't forget, you can keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Insta. All right, bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.